0: This episode of No Meat Athlete Radio is brought to you by Human and their Beat Elite mix. Beat Elite can help you extend endurance, improve energy, and increase oxygen delivery throughout your body. Visit livehuman.com/no meat. That's l i v e h u m a n.com/no meat to learn more and save twenty percent off your first purchase.
1: Hi, this is Hope.
0: This is Kareem.
1: Hi, this is Katie from Washington D.C. and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio.
0: All right, today is kind of exciting because it's the first episode that has both of the new regular co-hosts, Julia and Matt Tolman. So it's me and Julia and Matt Tolman MT. We still got to figure
2: that out. Uh, well, Fraser, I was gonna we- say, like, so so Julia already reached that like share Madonna level where she only goes by Julia, and, and <laughs> There's I. There's one go, Julia, is that- yeah. multiple Matt. It must that's mats, cool, Julia? Julia. I mean, you it are an eight. Olympian, so I get it, you know. But still, <laughs> it's like that's a superstar. I like you know, MT know, though. Elvis. I think
1: I think MT could be your 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 Madonna name.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I okay. like
1: it. It's got cool. a nice ring. <laughs> right,
2: and that's what I sign everything as anyway. So I'm I'm good with that. There are too many mats in this world. I struggled as we were naming our son because my wife wanted to name him after me and i was like i literally work with two mats on a team of nine people we have three mats 30 mat. percentage you know? yeah. like I, in, in in college my group of friends had mats in high school my my you know, group of friends had mats like it's just too many mats in this world so anyway, well all mats oop. that
1: i've met are awesome so take that for a good thing
2: yeah fair enough
0: i do i do i do appreciate all the maths that i know in my in my life so (laughs) well it says something (laughs) so last week we we talked about the coronavirus COVID 19 with julia about uh, how we were kind of staying busy in this um this very unique time where we're quarantined to our homes and not going out very much Uh, and so we're gonna do a little bit of a spin-off on that and we kind of went back and forth on what topic to talk about but um so last night I did my first happy hour with some friends, virtual happy hour with friends. Have you nice. guys have you guys done one of these yet?
1: We have. It's like every five o'clock that rolls around, we have somebody on the Facetime. <laughs>
0: nice. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So th- these are like two guys that I get together with pretty regularly. Uh, normally we go to to the to the brewery, um, but <laughs> last night we were chilling in our houses, drinking a beer, talking, and like an hour and a half in, we just realized we'd been talking about nothing but coronavirus the Mm -hmm. the whole time. And, you know, and somebody said, I keep trying to change the subject, but it's just so hard when like, that's all you can think about, like your entire life is impacted by this. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's a good, that's a good, you know, representation of why we're kind of talking about coronavirus again this week, you know, after two weeks and MT and I talked about it the week before for a little bit. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's just kind of like, it's so all consuming that it's hard not to talk about it. I promise that we are going to talk about other topics at some point, but mm-hmm. um, you know, just, you can't you can't not do it, right?
1: Yeah, it's all over. It's kind of all
2: sure. it's kinda of all consuming. But but it leads to some positives, right? You know, sure. we were just talking about my uh my wife and I made a really creative dish. I mean it's not creative at all. I think it's incredibly <laughs> typical. Um, but it's like outside of our normal you know pattern because I think we all fall into our favorite foods, the go-to meals. You know, and and for us, like that's a very healthy dose dose of uh, of quinoa. Yeah. Um, but uh, so like last night, we we're like, well, we've got these like tortillas, and we've got canned beans, and we've got like onions, and what else? We've got we corn, right? So like all largely, you know, uh, style. non-perishables, right? Yeah, and she's from Mexico, so she's like, let's do uh what was it? Um oh, I don't know. And uh, frijoladas or something like that. And mm. uh uh something and frijoladas and and yeah, you know, so long story short it was just, you know, you you kind of heat up the beans and onions and corn and stuff and you blend it, you make this like nice creamy bean sauce and you pour it over some like kind of enchilada, um, you know, uh, rolled up tortillas with some, you know, we had some vegan cheese We're we're, you know, rationing our vegan cheese, but we thought it would be worth (laughs) it to, to expend a little bit on last night and like Mm -hmm. made this like awesome dish, which again, like we, we never go through like multi, you know, multi-step recipes on like a work night you know we're, we're all about the one pot wonder you know yeah. where it's like a bowl of this or a bowl of that and and so like covid is actually forcing us to stretch and expand and and think of like creative new recipes because like we have such finite and and different ingredients that we have to leverage so so mm-hmm. there's some silver lining i think
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
2: yeah yeah that's
0: a great sort of like no no I actually I I I agree with you and really even outside of coronavirus or COVID-19 you know I I love it when we're at home and we don't have a lot of the ingredients we would normally have to like hit up our you know kind of staple recipes um, and we're forced into experimenting a little bit and doing something a little different. I actually really like it when that happens and um it doesn't happen all that often normally in life because we go to the grocery store once or twice a week and never really run out of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it is it's kinda you know, it's kinda nice that we're I at least Katie and I are being forced into thinking outside the box a little bit when we have all this pantry non perishable stuff that um but not as much fresh food as, as we normally would.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been talking to a few of my friends and they're like, I've been going to town in the kitchen and not known as real cooks, you know, they're just experimenting so much more because they have that extra time and actually diving more into the plant-based world too. Because it really is, there's so much more variety if you think about it, when you replace plant-based meats instead of real meat, it's like you've got tofu and you've got vegan sausage, you've got veggie ground, you've got lentils and tempeh, all of this other stuff that you can really adventure out with now if you haven't been vegan or you haven't been plant-based um over the last few years like us um so yeah i've got i've had a few people reach out to me and say you know i've tried a vegan mac and cheese i've tried you know veggie ground yeah. for the first time and uh i think that's pretty cool um do you want to go through like what we've, what we've been eating in the quarantine like a day yeah, in yeah, a I life think that's a
0: great idea yeah like okay. what uh how have you guys been approaching food uh over the last
2: the last week or so well, i'm really excited because i've recently discovered a new green i, I think don't... it's a green technically it's a prokaryote i think but there's a lot of moss on the rocks around my house and so I've <laughs> wait been you've been eating really... moss
1: you've been resorting to eating moss you've been so for, quarantined really them? Like, dude it can not be that bad
0: in boulder right i mean surely you yeah. can get like...
2: <laughs> i'm just you know i'm a little bit more terrified than probably my neighbors and you guys because um you know as you know we've got a new baby coming this week right or in the next week and uh and so like i'm i'm really trying not to go to the grocery store and and, like even packages we get from amazon like i i wear rubber gloves and i put them into quarantine in my garage like four days hoping the virus will die in the event that like the mailman Mm -hmm. was sick right like i'm i'm really taking it to an extreme um because you know the 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 uh, uh i don't know the stakes are a little higher for Definitely, us maybe. yeah um of course i'm going into the lion's den into the hospital with my wife so <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's uh that's really disconcerting and a whole different subject but no i haven't started eating moss but given <laughs> what we know about algae right like yeah. I, perhaps you know there's there's i can send it to our scientists <laughs> a compliment and see what kind of uh, long chain <laughs> omega fatty acids might exist in in this moss?
1: Ooh. And you what's know, it called? It
2: would not. Be... Uh, sorry, what's the moss called?
1: Yeah, that you've been. So you've been going out and, and grabbing this off of your rocks. No, you?
2: no, no. I'm uh, so disclaimer for Julia and anyone else who didn't realize I was joking. <laughs> like freaking out. Yeah. Do do not eat the moss on your <laughs> yeah. property. I don't know what will happen. You know, we'll right. probably find a new psychedelic as a result of this podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> Someone's, yeah, you know, it's like the equivalent of licking a toad, you know? Um, oh, yeah. But no, I've right. I'm not actually, I'm, I'm standing in my office right now and looking out across a ravine and see this like giant rock with a ton of moss on it. So I was, <laughs> I was just thinking to myself, like, if I had to go forage... That would probably be the first thing I look at, you know? <laughs> That's true. It's green. Yeah. Okay. So if you're not eating moss, what, uh,
0: what are you eating?
2: <laughs>
1: um,
0: you can go first, Julia. If you go want.
1: for it. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, it hasn't changed a ton, but I wake up I make a big green smoothie. So mm-hmm. I actually just posted a smoothie recipe on uh, my website, Hooked on Plants, with complement in there, complement protein, of Sweet. course. Some medicinal mushrooms, too. And i always just pack it to the brim with greens not moss (laughs) but i've got kale and spinach and even throw some sprouts in there sometimes sprouts are really good especially now because they boost your immunity there are tons of antioxidants in there they last quite a while in the fridge too so stock up on sprouts Um, and then i have a bunch of frozen bananas in the freezer at all times in a big ziploc bag so throw a couple of those in there and a cup or two of frozen berries and uh, blend that up. And then if you need a little sweetness, you can add a couple of dates or something like that. But I always have like three big smoothies throughout the day that both Davey and I sip on. So that's always good when, you, when you're hungry, but you need a little boost of immunity and uh, really good mm. nutrition. So always a smoothie. Um, I go for my runs still. I know that we're quarantined, but there's nobody outside in our trails. So I do that and then I come back and I have overnight oats. And it's just something that I've fallen in love with. I actually had a breakfast cereal before. Now I'm not doing that anymore, but it, it was overnight oats with um, buckwheat and oats and matcha and some dates. And what else do I throw in there? A little bit of maple syrup. And then I just soak that overnight, the easiest thing in the entire world, with whatever your plant milk favorite is. And then you top it off in the morning with some, um, coconut yogurt and a bunch of fruit. So that's super filling and delicious and have a matcha latte or something too. Uh, and then lunch, I, I don't know. I'm kind of a snacker when it comes to lunch. I love like hummus and veggies and, um, some kind of yummy crackers or something like that. Or even like romaine dipped in hummus, super crisp romaine, um, and apples and dates. And I just love snacking at lunch. I don't know why. Maybe it's like a kid thing that I've always had. (laughs) Um, And then, uh, and we've we've been trying to get out and do something in the day away from people. So something outside when it's beautiful and sunny outside, because it's just like, you know, everyone's a little bit anxious right now. And you just need a little of that extra boost of energy and like feel goodness. Um, So we're not on full lockdown. We're just, you know, quarantined away from people and yeah, so getting out and going for a ski tour in the mountains, or go for a bike ride or something—it just feels so good. Yeah. Uh, and then for dinners, that's like that's when you can get super creative. And um, like I was saying, my friends are just exploring the whole vegan realm a little more, so I'm helping them out. Um, but just last night, I'll just name off one meal: we had pasta with—I actually made a like a kind of a bean sauce to thicken up the tomato sauce. So out of white beans, you just add that to the blender. You add some nutritional yeast and some kind of, like, uh, spices. So I did garlic and onion and um, what else did I throw? Oh, a little salt, a little miso paste and Dijon. And that makes such a yummy, creamy kind of sauce. And you could use cashews too, but I like kind of the lower fat, lighter version. And then you can add that to your pot of, like uh red pasta sauce so i just i had it from the can or from the jar because it's just easy throw some pasta Mm -hmm. sauce in there throw that extra bean sauce in there it's nice and thick and um with some sauteed onions and mushrooms and a few extra vegetables and then you can add in some cooked lentils or we had some eve's veggie ground round so it's not as whole foodie but a little more fun for the quarantine food veggie ground round just like like ground like
0: ground meat kind of thing
1: yeah, 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 and so throw that in there, and then throw the pasta in there, and then you've got this kind of pasta bolognese that's kind of creamy and delicious. It was so good. Yeah, so a day. you know
0: we've been doing a a bolognese as well, with, but with lentils and um, like a cashew cream, mm-hmm. fresh tomato sauce. There you and go. It's so freaking good. Like so I don't know good. why. I, we just discovered that it was a recipe from um, Issa does it. Uh, that oh, yeah. we just discovered, I don't know, not that long ago, a couple months before all this happened. But it's been actually something we've been turning to a lot because, you know, lentils are, are easy and they're dried and we can cook them up really easily. And then just add some tomato sauce and a little bit of cashew cream and so good, uh, it's so good.
1: Mm-hmm. And so healthy, right?
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. There you go, Julia. I, I got. Have you guys seen that meme? Um, well, okay, let me back up. You reminded me because this is off topic, but when you were talking <laughs> about um, getting uh, going out and you know escaping for the afternoon, um, yeah. have you guys seen that meme that's been going around where it's like the top picture is um, it says how a family usually acts during normal times, and everyone's like sitting around the on their couch, like looking at their phones and not not talking to each other, yeah. and then it's like how a family acts during a pandemic and everyone's outside riding their bikes and like high-fiving yeah. and like and like doing you know outside and living life. And, and I, I kind of think so that that's bizarre. true. Like, you know, the streets around us on a pretty afternoon have just been filled with people taking their families on walks and doing all this stuff. And mm-hmm. it's just so funny. It's like, I've never seen so many people outside ever, but we're yeah. all just like cooped up all day and we all want to get out, you know, yeah. try to do something.
1: Yeah, reconnected that's, that's with totally your family true. too.
2: I was surprised when you said, Julia, that there aren't a lot of people around. I mean, we're we're obviously right in Boulder. and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, but like just looking out my windows yes. on this call alone, I've seen like eight bikers and like three runners. you know <laughs> like, yeah, I, and and I and it's probably a testament to the whole work from home dynamic because. Right. Now, I mean, and, and the three of us are all, you know, we were remote workers, you know, so like we're used to this, but I think the rest of the world is starting to discover the benefits of remote working. And mm-hmm. and we should totally have a separate podcast on that, actually. Maybe we yeah. could help some people who are are trying to uh, acclimate to this new reality. You know, it's so funny to me because, like, you know, both my wife and I work from home. We take care of our uh 17 month old son you know without a nanny or anything like that so like our our dynamic has actually not changed at all yeah <laughs> I mean, we wake up we work very early mornings very late at night you know lots of handoffs between us with our uh our son but like it's just totally normal the only difference mm-hmm. is like we can't run down to the grocery when we need something you know mm-hmm. uh, but i feel like the rest of the world is like really starting to like you know, trying to figure this thing out. And anyway, it, it, it totally, in my mind, you know, the reason we're seeing people in the streets is because like they're in between calls and they realize like, huh, I can just go get like a 30 minute jog in. Like mm-hmm. how nice if, if they were wearing a suit and sitting at an office, like that wouldn't be an option. So yeah. I really wonder what the lasting changes to so corporate life will be after you know this subsides and like how many people go back to work and say like yeah this this just doesn't work for me anymore don't need to <laughs> commute
1: two hours anymore and yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i do think that there will be long lasting changes after all this sort of realizations
0: definitely yeah, i mean, I, mean I, I, I know that my old my old employer when we lived in dc had a strict like no work from home policy um, and you know there were all these excuses around how you you know there were it was too logistically impossible, security reasons, all this stuff like that. And now everybody's working from home. And, and I got to, I got to wonder, like, if after this is over, if they're going to loosen those restrictions, yeah. like, you know, and I mean, because now they can't, they have nothing to justify it anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Well, the cat's out of the bag. I mean, at least relative to, uh, you know, some of the things you just said, like, you know, it's impossible for us to, to do our unique type of work remotely right. we have to have whiteboards and people in conference rooms or like security concerns it. well it's like all of a sudden you know like obviously that's not true so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know you've kind of proving it now kind of taken out the foundation of all the arguments against this because like we're we're gonna figure it out right mm-hmm. totally all right, let's uh, let's
0: go back to the topic on hand here. But uh, but actually, first, before uh, Matt and I kind of jump into what we've been up to eating wise, um, hmm. why don't we take a second to to thank our sponsor? You guys know I'm a runner. I like playing long, going on long runs in the mountains. And and you know, while it has been somewhat limited in the past few weeks, I uh, still love to get out there. But just like everybody else, I have my own limitations, and I'm always kind of looking for some sort of sort of edge. That's why I was so excited to learn about Beetelite by Human. Beetelite is a powder you mix directly in with water and take about 30 minutes before your workout and the powder is made from a concentrated beet crystal uh, and it has all these natural chemical reactions with the body widening your blood vessels to allow for more blood flow and therefore of course more oxygen to the muscles and that gives you that edge that I was talking about. So it's super easy to take. You can start seeing and feeling results uh, during the very first workout. I, I at first I thought it was something I had to build up in the system over time, but nope. Take it 30 minutes before your workout. You can start seeing results right away and, and it actually like it it feels good.
2: It it definitely works. I'm a huge fan of Elite or any type of like vasodilator. And you're totally right that, you know, it's one of those things whether whether it's all psychological or it's really physiological, it it works. Like I, I take it and it's kinda like a you know, the difference of having a little caffeine before a workout, you just feel you know more energetic. I guess it's the best way I could explain it, and that's probably why you know Beet Elite is trusted by hundreds of teams, athletes, different organizations all over the world. Um, and so, take your game to the next level with Beet by going to livehuman.com/no meat. That's livehuman.com/no meat, and get twenty percent off of your purchase. The team at Human is making this exclusive to the No Meat Athlete radio listeners, and you don't find a deal like this anywhere else. So visit livehuman.com slash no meat to learn more and save 20% off your first order. All right.
0: Cool. So Matt, uh, you know, you talked about a new recipe you had last (laughs) night, but have you guys have you guys approached meals any differently than normal? I mean, I know you you like to keep things simple anyway, but any, any differences?
2: You know, uh, we have obviously less access to the fresh greens that otherwise, you know, we throw in everything, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. a handful of spinach into just about any dish we we make, it. you can't taste it, it becomes wilted, barely messes with the texture. Uh, so we're not doing stuff like that, which bums me out. Um, But, you know, as a family, no other real changes aside from that, you know, our smoothies have less greens in it as well. Um, Something I need to remedy sooner than later. But, you know, for me personally, I've actually kind of embraced uh, fasting more now. Um, And I mean, it it probably sounds crazy, but, you know, that's me. Uh, but, But as I look at it, and we're like literally rationing things, you know, whereas I would otherwise, you know, prior to this pandemic, like I was trying to put muscle back on, um, which I had lost after, uh, my bike accident. And even before when I was just biking so much, I I was losing a lot of upper body mass. Um, and so like, I was really trying to eat a lot of food. Um, as you know, you'll, you would learn from Derek Treesize, our, our bodybuilder friend, uh, and we just did that No Meat Athlete webinar, you know, the like amount of macronutrients that you have to eat to really build muscle in any meaningful way is significant. So when this pandemic hit and we realized that uh, I realized that food would be kind of hard to come by, I decided like, all right, I can't waste uh, calories on muscle tissue synthesis. So like, I'm going to go the other direction. I'm going to fast a ton and I'm going to try to like, you know, really change my body composition in the other direction. Cause like, I just have to have some self-experiment going on. It just keeps me interested. (laughs) Um, and so if I can't eat a ton in order to build muscle instead I'm going to like really commit to like a fasting schedule, you know, play with that, you know, sort of, um, uh, biology that you can do to, to lose some fat. And uh, maybe get a little bit more cut than than I am today. Um, so so I'm actually kind of going the other direction, focusing more on not eating than eating.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that's that's one way to do it. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I,
0: you know I think that that's interesting. I think um, so. We're we're not in like a food shortage, right? We're at, we're we're in a shortage of being able to go to the grocery store and access it.
2: That's fair. Week. Yeah. Again, yeah. I look at this mostly from the standpoint of like, you know, how many times do I have to go to the store right. in order to get my son some ripple, you know, the pea protein milk, um, which he drinks before bed, uh, since he's obviously not nursing anymore. Um, and, uh, you know, so, so as I look at it, I'm like, okay, at night, you know, when I'm trying to bulk up, to get a little extra dose of calories, like I'll do granola and hemp seeds and, and chia with some milk and, you know, peanut butter, almond butter, whatever. Um, and like, that is a great dessert for me. And like I say, you know, an extra dose of, of those calories, but like, I've actually stopped eating that. Cause like, I, I don't want to run out of milk because I don't, when I have to go to the grocery store one extra time, so you're totally <laughs> right. right, and this is not practical advice for any listeners <laughs> out there. <laughs> you know, I'm. You asked me what I'm eating these days, and, and yeah, uh, no, I think that's it's good. not a lot. It's not yeah. a lot, <laughs>
1: and you know, fasting. There's lots of benefits to fasting, especially um, when it comes to your immune system and your gut microbiome, and both of those things will help help your immunity and your everything. Um, when we're in this pandemic, it's so important to do to give your body a bit of a rest, especially when you're sleeping. Um, I personally mm-hmm. don't fast longer than 12 hours because I just, I enjoy breakfast, but I do. <laughs> but I do like, I make sure that I try not to eat after eight o'clock and then I don't eat breakfast until around like nine or nine 30. So that gives me a good, like over 12 hours all the time. And I always recommend for people to do at least 12 hours overnight because your body does so much cell rejuvenation over night while you're sleeping. It's like you're sleeping, but your body's working overtime. So if you just ate a huge meal and perhaps it was, you know, typical uh, milk and cookies for, for dessert or like lots of sugar before bed or something like that, that's just not going to do your body good. So I think that, you know, you'll get more benefit out of fasting than you will from overeating in this quarantine situation and gaining that (laughs) quarantine 15
0: or whatever. The quarantine 15. (laughs) (laughs) I have not heard that. That's Uh, funny. Although I can see it. I I know at least for me last week, this week has been much better, but last week, that first week uh, after school should shut down and all the offices had closed and the the stress was like so high on on me and my family that I just found myself like snacking on junk food all the time. And I had purchased Mm -hmm. a bunch of like, you know, not necessarily like – Really bad junk food, but you know, a lot of like non-healthy things that, um, as I was just going through the grocery store, trying to grab everything that I could, cause I was <laughs> doing what everybody else was doing. Um, uh, and so we just had all this stuff in the house and I just found myself just like snacking on all this, all this stuff I shouldn't have been and So I could totally see how someone would end up gaining a lot of weight throughout this time. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, yeah. because so much of the non-perishable foods that we all rely on are like the type The the process types. The last time I went to the grocery store was actually really amazing to me because so many of the shelves were barren. But the part of the store where I live in, you know, the fresh fruits and vegetables was actually like doing great. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) There were piles of fruits. And, and I mean, it makes some sense, right? People are in this like scarcity shortage mode and like they just want to get their hands on things that they know they can stock for long periods of time and and obviously most Americans like uh, unfortunately do not eat enough fresh fruits and vegetables so mm-hmm. there's also that part where you know they go to the store and load up on all the things they know they'll eat but but i found it really funny cuz i feel like vegans are whole food plant based people Uh, are actually going to do way better than everyone else who's, like, focused on, like, you know, deli meats and eggs as their, like, staples. Because, like, those were gone, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, and also, I mean, there's so much financial stress right now for everybody. And, Mm -hmm. like, some of the cheapest things that you can buy are actually, you know, whole food, vegan stuff, like rice and beans and, uh, you know, back to the peasant food sort of (laughs) sort of idea yeah and super nutritious and really easy to stock up on and then like for greens matt i know that you're saying that it's hard to get as many greens in but buy frozen vegetables and frozen greens because there's you know they're frozen at their highest the the best point in their ripeness and um and so they're still super nutrient dense and you can keep them in the freezer and they're also really cheap too so if you just stockpile on frozen veggies and frozen greens and quinoa and rice and beans and oats and all that kind of stuff. I think everyone will be okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we stocked up on the frozen. The frozen section has been gutted at our store as well. And, uh, but, but totally right. We did the frozen kale, frozen spinach. The challenge is like most of my calories during the day, Come from like a sixty-four ounce smoothie, where mm-hmm. you know I, I pour like a few ounces to the side for the small son, and then <laughs> you know like a glass for my wife who drinks it begrudgingly because I make it so, so quote unquote healthy that it doesn't <laughs> taste very good because <laughs> it's like straight greens and seeds. Um, yeah. And she like she's a texture person. She's like, how can you drink this, you know, gruel? And I'm like, it's healthy. Just chug it. <laughs> it's know? insurance for the day. <laughs> yeah. So like, anyway, long story short, we ran out of the frozen greens like on day three. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just down. Yeah. Them. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But I mean, so that that's been
0: kind of my approach, or, or like my wife and I's approach is is we're you know we're trying to be a little creative and we're trying to be mindful of the food that we have and not you know definitely not go to the store more than we have to both for our own you know, safety and for, for everyone else. Um, so, you know, we did, we, I stocked up on a ton of frozen fruits and vegetables, and then a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables too, that that we ended up kind of cooking and freezing ourselves. Um, and, and that, so the smoothie has been a huge part of, of our day as well. So I'm, I'm still doing the intermittent fasting challenge. So I'm on day what, 25 now, mm-hmm. um, with that, but that's unrelated to, uh, to all this, it all started before all this. So, uh, Matt, I'm not I'm not fasting for just <laughs> preserve food like you are, but uh, but I am doing it, which is which has been nice because I'm breaking my fast around eleven or eleven thirty every day, and um, and kicking it off with a like a giant smoothie, and so it's I'm getting a huge helping of fruit and vegetables and some protein with the protein powder and a little bit of nut butter, and and um and that's awesome. been like a really good way to like make sure I'm you know, starting the day off with like essentially what's a giant salad, Mm -hmm. um, in liquid form. And then, you know, and then, you know, kind of going throughout the day as normal, but in the evening times, you know, just making sure that with dinner, we're really aware of, you know, making that we have some lagoons and some, you know, some carbs, some sort of rice or, or quinoa or something, you know, something like that. Um, and then instead of having like a huge, plate of five different vegetables like we normally would. You know, if we were doing a stir fry, we're kind of keeping things a little bit simpler just to kind of preserve stuff, but making sure that we're still getting a lot of variety. So yes, you know, so it hasn't changed all that much for us, except that we're being a little bit more intentional about how, what we're eating and, and like making sure that we're, we're not gonna run out of vegetables on day three and then uh, have to go back to the store and get some
1: more. Yeah, yeah, that all sounds good. Um, I'm just thinking about meals now, getting me hungry. (laughs) (laughs) um, uh, One great thing, too, is stocking up on potatoes and sweet potatoes and creating Mm, like a stuffed potato um, dinner. So you just have like the baked potato with guacamole and salsa and some greens on there if you can. And... Uh, that's just such a filling thing that you can make a ton of, like make, just make lots and lots and lots of potatoes and keep it in your fridge and have like a huge batch of salsa, a huge batch of guacamole, maybe some like, um, cashew sour cream. And then Mm -hmm. you can have, that's such an easy thing to do for your family. And it's, I call it a potato party. Um, but yeah, there's potato party. Yeah, it's good.
2: My wife loves potatoes.
1: (laughs) Potatoes are great. (laughs) Huh. All right. So,
0: so Julia, I know that, uh, you had kind of put together a list of, um, of like healthy pantry foods that, um, you'd kind of recommend that people focus on as they're restocking their pantries, some, or have some immunity boosting, immunity boosting properties to them. Uh, others maybe are just kind of good and healthy for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to go through part of that list real quick and then?
1: Sure. Before yeah. Um, so I kind of, it's also, it's pantry, but it's also, you know, freezer and bowls and fridge and stuff mm. that you can buy that's going to last a long time, spices. Um, so let me just start with the fridge. First of all, like cabbage lasts forever and you can make mm. so many things out of that. You can roast it, you can uh, make coleslaw, and that kind of thing it just lasts forever. So you can stock up on that. Really good for you. Cruciferous veggie. Um, and then, of course, like almonds and cashews, walnuts and seeds, really good omegas and really good for making um, at-home nut milks. And then, obviously, sriracha because you need some hot sauce, right? Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, And then other stuff that I always have on hand is tahini, Dijon, and miso paste and nutritional yeast. And, you know, you can pretty much make anything out of those four, um with like a base of of a bean or cashews or something but it just makes such a good sauce with those ingredients um and then of course greens freeze freeze them if you can um and then apples and oranges and fruit that that you love obviously coconut yogurt is always a good one
0: if you're not if you're not buying frozen greens like if you're not buying frozen spinach yeah what's your what's your tip for cooking and freezing a green.
1: Um, for kale, I just rip it off the stem and then throw it in the freezer. Chop it up if you want, but then okay. it's just easy to throw into a smoothie. Um, and then, same with spinach, you can just freeze it as is. So, yeah, really simple.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, not, you're not cooking it beforehand.
1: No, no. Do you?
0: Uh, well, no, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, sometimes I blanch some greens and. Uh... Yeah, blanch it
1: totally. Like blanch some um, some spinach and then freeze it, so you can freeze even more because it just whittles down to yeah, nothing. Just, yeah, totally. right. <laughs> uh-huh. um, And then for the pantry, uh, raisins always a good snack, high in iron, and herbal teas and stuff like that. I like matcha. I love matcha in the mornings. And curry paste is amazing with coconut milk to make just Mm. any kind of curry if you have veggies around. You know, it just makes it so easy to whip up a huge batch of delicious curry. Um, I like the red curry paste personally. It's my fave. And balsamic vinegar, apple cider vinegar, and then, of course, whole grains. So I always have a huge batch of oats and buckwheat and quinoa and couscous and brown rice. Those are my favorites. You, You guys? Do you guys have extra... Maybe some barley in there too. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's good to keep. Uh,
2: yeah. No, no more barley for us. We do the gluten-free thing. Yeah, so... of course.
1: Yeah, you can always stick with gluten-free. Obviously, it's always good What's... to make yeah. to have a variety of that kind of stuff around for your, you know, gut microbiome likes variety. But obviously, if you're gluten-free and you have any sensitivities, then stay away from that. Um, but dried and canned beans are also great, like white beans and black beans and kidney beans, garbanzo beans. You can make some refried well, let me, let me, beans out of that.
2: Yeah. Let me, let me jump in there and ask you, cause I think you and Doug probably have more experience with soaking beans than I do. Yeah. we just, uh, I, we just never really got into it. I don't know why. I feel like as a vegan, it's like a requirement <laughs> that you, you do that. And, and don't get me wrong. Like I'm, I'm fully aware of how soaking beans brings out nutrients and you know gets rid of phytates because you rinse them off and therefore the bioavailability of things like zinc just super critical if you don't take compliment plus (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so like i i get it and we definitely rinse our beans we we probably eat too many uh canned beans um but uh, but I'm curious because now we are soaking beans because as soon as this crisis hit, I stocked up on like five pound bags of like every staple that I could. Um, mm. And uh, uh, again, to limit how much you know we're going out trying to trying to flatten the curve as they say. Yeah. Um, sure. But like it's taken forever to to soak these beans. Like literally like forty eight hours. Is that just like, you know, because that was our, you know, we got a weird batch or are there like tips that you guys have? Should the water be hot? Like tell tell me, teach me
1: to soak. Teach me to soak. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Well, I think it is kind of um, scary to start doing because it's like, it takes forever to do. You got to soak the beans. It seems like a weird thing when you can just buy a can, but at the same time, it's just, like you said, so much better in, on your digestibility. If you have any issues digesting beans, it's better to soak them yourself and then cook them. And it's just, get, like you said, gets rid of the phytic acid and um, and also affordability. It's just so much cheaper to buy a ton of dried beans instead of buying all right. cans all the time and less waste too. So there, those are the kind of three reasons that I do. Um, I, I've obviously... Um, have canned beans around too, because it's just super quick and easy to do, but I always rinse them before I eat them. Um, But for soaking, I typically just do 24 hours in just normal, doesn't have to be cold or hot water. And I always make sure that it's enough water because sometimes they soak so much that they expand and then they're out of the water. Um, So Mm -hmm. fill a pot with water, throw some beans in there. And I also put in some baking soda because that that actually helps your digestibility of the beans as well. So throw in some baking soda, mix that all up, leave it for a day or two, two is better, but you don't have to, and then rinse them. So take out all that, all that water, rinse them real nice, and then add them back into the pot, add a new batch of water and cook them for an hour or two. So maybe you're not cooking them long enough, but you're soaking them too long, um, but you can kind of play around with it, but that's typically what i what i do and it's it's pretty foolproof
0: yeah i don't have much to add to that <laughs> we we usually like after dinner before bed we'll throw some in a bowl for the night before or the night the next night and so it's you know it's around 20, 20 hours probably and then kind of cook it for a while yeah um
1: yeah, it's easy but. once you get the hang of it, right? But yeah, at first yeah, it's, it's kind like, of like kind of getting in the habit. What of I gotta anything. soak my beans? Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. right. Because you have there has to be some forethought. You have to plan ahead a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been we've been making my wife's been making a lot of uh, kitchery, which is like mung beans and and yeah and rice um, yeah. and then a bunch of spices. Um, and uh, and so we've been we've had like mung beans soaking on a daily basis for the last
1: several weeks <laughs> nice and soaking is so great too because it starts the sprouting process so that's why it's mm-hmm. there's so many more nutrients and vitamins it like sparks the life into your bean always i get that yeah yeah um that I- good matt you, you uh
0: you confident you can do it now
2: i'm <laughs> soaking as we speak <laughs>
1: perfect (laughs) uh you know what goes well with the beans is the salsa and the corn another couple of great pantry favorites and um i also love having sweet unsweetened coconut around with some dates and one other really quick delicious recipe um coconut dates and oats together in a food processor some cinnamon maybe or some vanilla and it makes like this raw nola that you can top off, like, I don't know, on some raw nola on some nice cream. I'm throwing out all the words right now. Banana ice cream (laughs) with this raw granola. It's so good for dessert and all whole food plant-based. Yeah, Yeah, I think,
2: see, that's the kind of thing that ordinarily I would never do because, you know, time is just so scarce. And unfortunately, I, I don't spend enough of it in the kitchen, but... I I really think we should have a podcast. One, One idea is definitely on the working remotely. That would be really interesting and for a lot of people dealing with these challenges. But the other one is like, the random things that we're starting to do that we would have never otherwise done. Yeah. Because, like yesterday, yeah. we baked muffins. Right. Like Whoa. we have an awesome bakery <laughs> just around the corner from. Our, well, it's not around the corner because there are no corners. We live in a mountain. Around the bend, uh, over the over the next ridge, uh, yeah. and like we we justify spending whatever it is two three bucks on a muffin or cupcake or something. Because like we want to support our local business, of course, um, but also we want our local business to see that there are vegan, gluten-free people who keep buying these products because mm-hmm. we need them to continue making these things, right? Because like they have that one little part of their uh, display that is the vegan, gluten-free section, and we're like, we we have to you know continuously support them. Yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's voting with your pocketbook, as they say, right. right? Put dollars towards the world we all want to live in.
1: <laughs> I'm saving so, the world by buying this muffin. Yeah,
2: exactly. But like mm-hmm. now we can't go to our local business. And so, you know, yesterday uh, I was like, let's, we should make muffins. You know, I don't personally eat them, but my wife loves them. And again, planning ahead for the hospital, we're going to freeze some to bring with us. And uh, so like. Uh, yesterday I learned how to make muffins, um, <laughs> last night after dinner. And it was That's like a such thing. a fun, yeah, it was such a fun thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I, I, you know, my mom taught me the basics of the kitchen. So I, I know you follow a recipe, you mix the dry and the wet, but like in the last 15 years, since I left my, uh, you know, childhood home, like, I don't think I've ever baked anything, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so like all of a sudden you know uh trying these things i think you know we're, we're gonna we should do a podcast and you know random things that you've never done before but are doing now because we're all locked indoors i
1: like it yeah that's a great idea
2: <laughs> we have uh yeah say i guess i
0: don't know i wouldn't say we've never baked because we definitely have baked but like right now we're just trying to come up with ways to entertain our, our daughter and um And baking is a really good activity. So actually, we've been making muffins too, and I hadn't been muffins in a long time. So uh, maybe we were maybe we were baking muffins at the same time, Matt. That wouldn't.
2: That well, it's it's great for your daughter because I don't know she might be a little young, but we were just talking about last night. Like we're really excited for when our kids are slightly older, and uh, and baking is like such a great learning experience because. One, it's, it's tactile and, and very different than, you know, screens, which we're not yet dealing Mm. with, but uh, I look at my nephews and and know that's coming. Uh, And then secondly, like there's a chemistry lesson, right? Like you mix these random things and, you know, you bake it and, and here comes a product that is totally different. So (laughs) it just feels like a lot of, you know, really positive things to teach, not to mention like being in. And, uh, well, it's kind of like you said about your daughter, Doug, that, you know, going out into the garden and like planting things and watching it grow and then eating it. Like, I just, I think those things, the experiential learning is Mm -hmm. so important.
1: Yeah. Getting them involved in any way is so important, right? To, to realize that they make something that they are then eating and it gives them nutrition. So, I mean, obviously greens are probably better from the garden than a muffin, but but creating something in, <laughs> creating something in the kitchen yeah. has so much value for kids. It's so cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, there's more pantry stuff. Like I could just go on and oh, on. Oh yeah, yeah. Why don't you
0: why don't you power power through a couple more? Okay. And then, uh, if you want to round it out, and then we'll close it up.
1: Um, okay, so I ended off with dates and oats, and then we've got veggie stock. Even those like veggie bouillon cubes that just makes everything mm. so tasty. If you if you're making Smart. like. Um, even a sauce, you can throw that in and just add some extra flavor, flavor, and then popcorn kernels, because popcorn's one of my favorite foods. Oh yeah, <laughs>
2: definitely, um, totally.
1: Um vegan protein powder. I, of course, use complement. And, and then Ew. spices, I do, you know, chili powder, garlic powder, onion powder, cumin, um, uh, or cumin, however you want to say it, smoked paprika. And cinnamon and turmeric and salt and pepper. Those are the things that I need in the kitchen at all times. Um, and then stuff that also lasts long that's, you know, produce that you can have in bowls are ginger and turmeric, which I always throw into the smoothie. And little tip on turmeric. You've probably heard this before, but add a little dash of pepper, and that increases mm-hmm. the availability by 2,000%. So get the turmeric and pepper in your smoothie, and that's going to be really anti-inflammatory. Um, lemons and onions and potatoes and garlic. I already said that, I think. Garlic. But garlic is really good for especially now combating um, any kind of sickness. And then fruits, if you can. <laughs> Galore. You can you can get bananas and then freeze them in the freezer for your smoothies. And mangoes and pears, same thing. You can even freeze avocados and add those to, to sauces or to mm. any kind of recipe to thicken up in a blender. Um, did I say the freezer stuff yet? Berries and ground flax and hemp seeds and chia seeds and mommy beans, really high protein and, uh, vegan burger patties. You need a little fun in there too, right? Well, not, not to say that totally. whole plant foods aren't fun. They are. They can make, you know, <laughs> you can make anything out of those, but having, you know, vegan burger patties, even the guardian, like fish sticks, Davey loves those for a special occasion. So, um yeah i think that's about it did i get, and then i've got a bunch of superfoods listed here too but maybe we can get into that uh another day because superfoods are a whole other whole other thing yeah yeah
0: cool no that's great i mean if i uh you know as as i because we're gonna have to do another shop sometime soon so i'm gonna totally pull this list yeah. and uh and just have it be my go-to so there thanks go. for putting that together julia of course awesome well, I think uh, I think that about covers it for now. Anybody have any final thoughts?
2: No, don't, eat moss.
0: don't eat moss. Yeah. You know, yeah. Don't want
2: any liability. Yeah, we're gonna. He, yeah. We're gonna hear from people for sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> don't <laughs> eat moss. Although,
2: although, if anyone has eaten moss or has other foraging tricks, I mean, I'm I'm not yet at the prepper stage mm-hmm. where you know it's like Armageddon. We have to like figure out how to live off the land, but. But do let us know if you have uh, any experience eating moss for survival.
1: <laughs> but use caution.
0: Yes. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thanks, guys. This was this was fun as always. It's wonderful to have some new voices on here. And I think next week, uh, I believe it's back to just me and Fraser. Is that right? <laughs> Uh, no, no, Julie and I.
1: Oh yeah, that's what's
0: happening. Our uh, next week, and then Fraser and I the following week. All so, right. um, lots of lots of fun episodes coming up. Uh, it's great to great to be talking to you guys, and hopefully, you know, hopefully this these COVID nineteen discussions aren't uh, fueling any anxiety, but offering a little bit of of fun and kind of a different way to kind of think about quarantine so Mm -hmm. thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next
1: week sounds good guys